Welcome to the UFO Roundup, where we explore the world of the UFO phenomena through the headlines and stories of the mainstream media. I'm Spirit of Kenny. Now, we had a lot of celebrities come up with their UFO encounters this week, so we'll try to minimize that as much as possible. We have UFO sightings from Australia to the UK and America, and we have some major thinkers talking about the possibilities of where aliens could be and how come they're not here and what they're doing. And yes, we are talking about sex robots, so <laughs> we have a fun little show this week, so let's begin. TheCurrier.co.uk has this story. UFOlogist seeks hillwalkers who photographed UFO of a pit lockery in 1990. Now, a paranormal investigator is asking two hillwalkers who photographed a UFO near the pit lockery in 1990 to come forward after the Ministry of Defense has sealed away records of the sighting for another 52 years. And of course, we have covered this story for the past couple weeks. It's the Calvin incident where two hikers were hiking along and they came across what they saw was a oval-shaped object hovering over a city and it was being escorted or followed by a UK jet. And of course they snapped a couple photos of it and then they brought the photos to the local media source who thought it best to take those photos and negatives, back in the day you had photos and negatives, to the Ministry of Defense and ever since then we haven't seen any of the photos. So that happened in August 4th, 1990. Now the pair said they saw military aircraft make a number of low-level passes while the UFO sat above the village. One of the witnesses took six colored photos of the daytime incident, which had never been made public. The secrecy surrounding the pit lock UFO and the 52-year postponement has heightened Strapine's suspicions. And this is the new UFOologist, the other UFOologist that is looking for them to release these documents. If you were just, we got to remember the Ministry of Defense just released a whole bunch of documents regarding their UFO programs. So why not this one? It's even older than the other ones that were recorded, or that it's even older than the other documents that were already put out there. So Nick Pope, who worked in the Ministry of Defense for 21 years, has seen the photos and said. They appear to show a metallic spacecraft 25 meters in diameter and in the sky above the village. Now, we don't know that it's a spacecraft. We are assuming there it's some sort of craft. However, they are being kept classified for a number of reasons, including the fact that the files may include personal information relating to living members of the public. Now, we don't know what is in the photos. We only have Nick Popes, who worked at the Ministry of Defense for 21 years, so maybe he might be a double agent, makes him suspect, but he says he saw the photos and it looks like it's an oval craft with a little bit of fin and a jet in it. So we see how this case is a highly important case in the community, the UFO community, because we have a, the way it's being treated differently by the government. It had, had, there's some more information to it. now. They're going to say whatever they want to say to keep the files from being released. They're not going to release the files before they before they absolutely have to. Governments don't do things because they're forced to do. Very rarely are they, they do things because they're forced to do it, especially when it comes to these UFO incidents. It's not like it's on their time. And since this one is so different from anything else that we see or hear about, uh, they're not going to be releasing anything. And again, this, this craft is very similar to what we see in Russia, to, or apparently what we've seen in Russia or what we've seen in Canada for sure. So there's some sort of commonality with this craft and what's going on around the world. So the fact that the documents aren't being released shows that there's more to it. Um, but yeah, to wait for 2072, it, 
it seems like a ridiculously long waiting time to see what these photos are and at least start having this conversation that we already know we should be having is that there's um, visitation of these crafts from somewhere we don't know where so it is a very interesting uh, good work keep it up uh, I hope we can find some way to get these documents released because 2072 man like we're going to be on Mars by then this is a little bit ridiculous by now yeah keep it up good work next door oh speaking of Mars now this one comes out of Yahoo Financial and I know everyone reads Yahoo Financial all day every day so I'm just repeating the story but just give me the permission to go with this story as it goes with the flow of everything else we're doing on today's show SpaceX's Elon Musk thinks there could be alien life in these two spots yes the great and powerful Musk speaks again two weeks in a row Life may not have found life outside of Earth. What? See, this article is a very strange article. It's a very strange sentence. I want to say it again, and you can look at it in the picture. And if you're listening to this uh, in just the audio form, if you want to see the video form, you can go to interestingworldvideo.blogspot.com. But life may not have been found life outside of Earth. Life may not have found life outside of Earth. What I think what he means is we may not have found life outside of Earth. I think that's what he's supposed to say. But if it exists, SpaceX Elon Musk thinks there are two likely spots for it. All right. I mean, every time Elon Musk says anything, it's like job smacking, world stopping news. And everyone, even if he tweets about something, the world stops what they're doing. They, they literally stop the printing presses and they write a whole darn article about what Elon Musk says. This is the power this guy has. Remember when he brought up the pyramids? Oh, he said they were built by aliens, obviously. He didn't say obviously. He said OBV. And that stopped the presses. And all of a sudden, everyone's talking about Elon Musk. But anyway. So, anyway. Musk, who... In addition to running SpaceX, also has up Tesla Incorporated, said that Saturn's moon Europa is under the sur- or under the surface of Mars are the two most likely spots. Musk added, however, there doesn't seem to be any life in the solar system. All right, so NASA does not agree with Musk. He does NASA does believe that Europa is the most likely spot we are to find life in our solar system because there's water under the surface. Now, that's why they've launched this or they're, they have this mission, this Clipper mission to Europa. That's supposed to be, it's a pretty cool mission, actually. It's a, it's called Clipper and it's like a satellite test kit on it. And it's going to orbit Jupiter to study Europa. And I can't orbit Europa because the radiation from Jupiter would destroy whatever instruments it had on it. So it orbits Jupiter to study Europa. And what they hope to do is they notice that Europa is like spraying these huge jets of water or what they think is water. And they want to fly these satellites through those jets of water to test to see what's in those water or in the mist. So it's a really cool mission. Oh yeah, here it is uh, from the website. Uh, NASA's Hubble telescope observed water vapor above the south polar regions of Europa in 2012. So yeah, they're going to fly it through it and find out what it is. It's a very cool thing. So like, of course, now that Elon Musk said, oh, there must be life on Europa, 
Now everyone else is saying, oh yeah, life on your roof. But NASA had that idea a long time ago. NASA also thinks there's life on Titan and they're sending a dragonfly craft to Titan. It's going to be a very cool mission. I think they are. They talked about it. I saw a video about it. It looks like it's a very cool, cool craft. I think it's either under consideration they're going to do it. It's because they saw like a living desert. They, they saw this organic sand dunes moving across Titan and they want to figure out what it is. So it sounds like there could be some very cool things. And then he also said, uh, Mars, there could be life under the surface of Mars, extremophiles. So absolutely. Again, it's one of those things that we talked about before life under Mars. If there's life on Mars, get this. We have signs of life on Venus. We have signs of life on Mars. We have signs of life on, we have the potential for life on Europa and we have the potential for life on Titan. Like we go from having no life in the solar system except just us to now ha maybe having all these neighbors of life with us in the solar system. A, what a very full jam-packed universe we might be living on. If we have neighbors in our own solar system, it's great. Uh, one of the great things about if they do find life on Europa is that it would have evolved completely independent from Earth. So if we find life on Europa, it sort of changes the view. It expands that narrow field of vision we have about where life could be exist. And we would have to um, consider more places where we would search for life. So yeah, this is awesome. Musk also says in the article that there is a fighting chance that SpaceX gets to Mars in four years times. And I swear, if, if, Musk, if the greater power Musk gets to Mars in four years... I would take that day off work to watch them land on Mars. I mean, that would be a breathtaking day. I don't to see another person land on a different planet. It would just, I don't know. It's kind of crazy when you think about it. Now, astronomy.com has this story. Game theory helps focus the hunt for alien civilizations. So we are continuing to scan the stars to try to find out where we could find alien life. Our galaxy contains billions of exoplanets. Now, using a mathematical model of how players compete, researchers think they've narrowed down which distant worlds are most likely to host intelligent life. The question of whether to send messages to the stars is fraught with difficulty. Yeah, like whether we should do it or not. Uh, <laughs> the big fear is attracting a more advanced civilization with nefarious intent. Yes, this is exactly the risk that we do not need to even consider, I think. Um, indeed, various commenters have pointed out that this fear might explain the Fermi Paradox, which asks why we haven't heard from other civilizations. Okay. So we got another theory coming up, but this theory is pretty cool, is that other extraterrestrials, other aliens, don't want to send out a message to other planets because they're worried that some big baddies will come and visit them and take all their stuff. Understood. The answer being that either there aren't any others or that the best strategy for survival is keep silent lest a more advanced civilization find you and destroy you. And I think this is a very um, Earth way of looking at it. That's how some creatures survive on Earth is they hide. Look at all the different types of camouflage that you see in the woods and that prey utilize all the different types of, of camouflage that prey utilize to hide from predators. So it's a very human way of thinking about things this is a very earth way of thinking about things this is how things have evolved on earth is the get eaten or be eaten type model or live in symbiosis and <laughs> eat off someone like a leech but an interesting question is 
whether the paradox can be resolved by another way. Now, Emmons Kierens at the University of Manchester in UK says the paradox can be avoided by using game theory to determine how best to search for communication with extraterrestrial civilizations. Alright. Uh, the same strategy also dramatically narrows the field of exoplanet candidates worth studying and detail for potential contact. In fact, Kieran says this process narrows the search for potential habitable exoplanets that should be considered for contact just on. The idea and Kieran's approach is mutually detectable. So the idea is whether we are mutually detectable to each other, whether we can detect them and they can detect us. That's part of the theory of the, how this game theory would affect how to contact other planets. This is the notion that the most fruitful way for the search of alien life is to look for places where an observer would have a similar chance of seeing us. So it's called mutual detectability. Is a game theoretic approach aimed at enhancing the chances of communication between two SETI capable civilizations. Alright. So the best strategy is to confine our searches to exoplanets that would allow a civilization to look for us the same way as we are looking for them. In that case, both would have information in common. So it's the common denominator information. But should we contact them or the other way around? See, this is the question that goes back to the Fermi paradox is whether it is more likely or whether we should contact other civilizations, whether we should try to do it. This is the big question. We'll get to this at the end. But should we contact them or the other way around? Kieran's game theory approach gives the answer. Because, and they have a planet here, because KD-155D is a super Earth around a relatively luminous star, it is more visible to us than Earth is to them. In this case, the game theory onus falls on us to transmit to KD-155D. So it pretty much says is whatever planet has the, the least chance of being spotted should contact the more visible planet. Of course, none of this means that the civilization actually exists on any of these exoplanets, only that if they do, they offer the best chance for contact. For now, it's only a matter of time before we find an exoplanet where any where the onus would be on them to contact us. All we have to do is watch them and wait. Unless, of course, they are doing the same. So again, now th the problem comes with the whole idea of not like picking or selecting who we should contact, but whether we should do it or not at all. Again, we have the potential of waking up with some big baddies that would come over and take our stuff. Some bullies. But then again, they might also be avoiding us because they see what type of, of, of mess we've made of the world. How we're murdering each other. And we've decided, and they decided, maybe they don't want to get involved. Have you ever had a, an instance where your neighbors are fighting? And you go, how often do you go over there and talk to them? It is very rarely that... People go over and be like, hey, you guys got to calm it down. You're making a mess. You know, your children are scared. Your yard is a mess. That's a very rare thing that doesn't happen too much in this world. Usually people ignore other people. But again, that might be an Earth solution. And maybe their solution is trying to get in contact with everyone. But we also don't even know what they're dealing with. You look how we're trying to deal with the pandemic and the type of, of, of things that we're trying to do to stop the spread of this virus. 
they could be dealing with whole other sets of problems that we don't even know anything about. There also is the question of how much energy do you expend at sending to different signals? We don't have an unlimited amount of energy. It takes energy to send the signals into space and try to have a conversation with these people. So we have these other priorities, these other things we need to think about. Unfortunately, or fortunately, depending on how it happens, what happens in science is at one point in time, whether the world governments decide on doing it or not, there's always going to be someone that has loose ethics and the power to do it. Look at how cloning animals and cloning people and cloning stem cells were initially frowned upon. But then China and Russia is just like, well, we're just going to do it. We're just going to clone some animals. We're just going to clone some people. And we're going to do some different type of genetic testing. And now everyone does it because they realize like, oh, we can do these things. We have to change our, our ethical guidelines. So I'm thinking it's not a matter of whether we should do it or not, but we should be deciding what the message is that we send. Because we'll, if we don't do it, someone else will do it and we'll lose control of what that message is and what the reaction is and we lose that information. I think if we don't do it first, we're going to lose out on our opportunity to communicate with some aliens. I think we just start phoning people, just start sending those messages <laughs> and see who's there. Now this next article is in the same vein. CNET has this story. Alien civilizations could be eyeing Earth from these stars. We're busy seeking signs of alien life into the universe, but alien life might be staring right back at us. Oh, they're making it sound like it's a Black Mirrors episode. A new paper published this week in the monthly notice of the Royal Astronomy Society asked a compelling question. Which stars can see Earth as a transit exoplanet? Well, this is actually uh, this is actually a really awesome question. Like what we're using this technique to see other planets as exoplanets, but what exoplanets can actually see us? This is a very cool, uh, really cool idea. Uh, we find exoplanets by looking for the telltale dip and brightness when a planet passes in front of its stars. The same principle would work for a sufficiently advanced alien civilization looking for an Earth from cross space. The astronomers identified 1,004 main sequence stars similar to the Sun that might contain Earth-like planets and their own habitable zones all within 300 light years of Earth and which should be able to detect Earth's chemical traces. So, it sounds like they found 1,400 other stars that may be able to detect Earth. So it looks like we have a calling list. Maybe we should start sending signals out to these 104 places that can see us, because maybe they're waiting for us to talk to them. Planets in these systems have a good line of sight of Earth. The observers were out there searching they would be able to see signs of biosphere and the atmosphere of our pale blue dot. How about that? How about that? We have these lines of sights of these places, and we might be able to contact them. Like, we have the, we have the idea of contacting these places. Let's have the technology to start doing it. If they can see us, maybe they're waiting for us to talk to them. But then, maybe they're a bunch of baddies. So... Very cool. What what we got some very cool ideas. We got some really big brains talking about where alien life could be. And but the question is what to do next, right? That's one of those questions that well, only time will tell. 
And unless we take a hold of it, unless we decide to be the ones that engineer the signal that goes out there, we might miss out. It could be some guy in his backyard with a super powerful uh, signal generator and a whole bunch of batteries and a whole bunch of moonshine. You never know. <laughs> Moving on. So we talked about where the aliens are and how maybe they don't want to talk to us or their strategy for best uh, survival is to not talk to anyone, is to hang low. Maybe they choose not to talk to us because they see how violent we are. This is from the Daily Star. Aliens too busy having sex with robots their whole lives to visit Earth. <laughs> uh, says AI expert. <laughs> I would... I was so happy that this story exists. I was like, well, we know what we got to put in the first five stories. Super intelligent ETs will have machines that give them lifelong pleasure, security hacker George Hotz claimed. Now, I guess he was on the Lex Friedman podcast. I don't listen to that podcast, but I might listen to this one. It sounds like it could be pretty interesting. A 31-year-old reckons... This is why they don't bother taking over the universe and visiting humans. He told Lex Freeman, I think there has been an intelligent life elsewhere in the universe. They enter some state, uh, they're all wire-headed themselves, stimulate their pleasure centers, and just live forever in this kind of stasis. No, and I can kind of see, like, he's only 31 years old, so he's kind of a young guy. He kind of, like, this is his generation and how he would extend his generation's view of the world because all his generation has done if he's a hacker he says he's a security expert so he might have been a hacker when he was younger is they got into the computer to search for pleasure now whether it was pleasure from hacking things or pleasure from a sexual nature they've used the computers for pleasures so it's a natural idea that the aliens would be doing that this is also the um plot for the first Star Trek, the pilot of the first Star Trek, you'll remember Pike and his buddies, they went to the planet and they were um, captured by these aliens that instead of going into space, decided to go into the planet because it was safe to go into the planet. And they found ways to uh, use their mind to make people happy and uh, wire themselves, not wire themselves with joy, but just make people happy and live comfortably. But he's definitely, he's definitely saying that there's alien races out there that get so jacked in <laughs> that they choose not to explore the universe. And there's definitely a possibility where that does happen, but he is comparing aliens to junkies that don't want to explore the universe. And I have to say that there is probably, like, there has to be an alien species out there that has just hooked itself up to machinery to get pleasure and has gone extinct because it doesn't want to go out there. There's some reason they stopped expanding. Otherwise, they would have taken over the universe. And we don't know that they haven't taken over the universe and we're, <laughs> they just haven't come by to collect their taxes yet. It does sound like it's an interesting Black Mirror or Twilight Zone episode. But like you can't, le you can't label all the aliens in the universe is like pleasure junkies. It's very narrow-sighted. You know? Like, there could be aliens out there 
who don't even have emotions. They don't feel good. They don't feel bad. So how could they hook themselves up to a machine to make themselves feel good? It doesn't make any sense. Uh, the story goes on to say, you don't even need wormholes. Just a Van Neuren probe and a million years of sublight travel and you'd have taken over the whole universe. That clearly didn't happen, so something stopped. Well, okay. You have your earth-shaded glasses on. Like, you don't know the motives of aliens. You can't really say that they choose to do this or choose to do that. He added, I've heard conspiracy theories that <laughs> conspiracy theories were invented by the CIA in the 60s. Ha 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 To discredit true things. Uh, I, I love Americans. They think everything was invented by them. Yeah, I mean, you have never even heard of the Freemasons? They were, they started doing their thing in the 1700s. Come on, man. The CIA created conspiracy theories to discredit people. This is a wild one. It's definitely a wild one. I, I don't know if I have that much uh, free time to listen to that podcast. It just does sound like a stoner talking about the universe, though. I mean, he's clearly very smart. He's clearly. It's clear that he thought about it, and I can, from his age group and what it sounds like his uh, peer network is, is where they use computers to get pleasure, and I can see that as like a, a natural extension of what you think aliens would be doing. But um, again, we don't have proof that aliens are here. We don't have proof that we've been able to talk to them, so we don't know anything about them and what type of of ways they evolved and that they decided to change and do things. So again. Like probably if there's if there's an infinite number of possibilities out there for aliens, guaranteed there's been alien civilizations that have crumbled because of that. But I don't think all of them. How would you explain these sightings that we're going to talk about? We're going to start in Australia now. A UFO sighting claimed oval UFO baffles eyewitnesses. Proof of alien bases in Australia. <laughs> so this is a a big headline taken from a 17 clip uploaded online this week depicts what some people believe is a possible ufo sighting the poor quality amateur footage <laughs> shows an oddly shaped speck clearly visible in the bright blue sky only after zooming in significantly uh, the apparent abnormal appearance white and vague spherical shape and seemingly hovering in position so yeah it is a silver white dot on a a blue background it almost looks like it's blinking it's hard to tell what it is um unverified reports claim that the supposed incident took place yesterday october 16th in paramarta australia so unverified reports um we have no idea where it took place we have no idea when it took place uh there's really nothing more we can really say about this we know that there are uh, encounters and sightings of these white and silver objects in the sky, in the daytime sky. They're just as prevalent as the white dot night sky uh, uh, sightings that we have. The question is what they are. Uh, and we do need to weed out the, the nonsensical ones. But yes, we know that this is part of the phenomenon. What it is. This is the next question, but we don't even have anything here. We don't even know where it's from. We have people saying that it's a plane in the video. Uh, it sounds like they're Australian. We really don't know. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, 
The story says this, yet despite having little evidence to support his claim, self-styled ET expert Scott Waring believes the footage is of extraterrestrial evidence. <laughs> uh, well, I award you no points for this one, but yeah, moving on. Now the Daily Star. Tic-tac UFO spotted in the skies near Area 51 sparks conspiracy meltdown. A conspiracy meltdown. A bizarre video claiming to show a tic-tac-shaped UFO moving slowly near the top-secret military base Area 51 has sent alien enthusiasts <laughs> into a meltdown. A driver traveling on Highway 62 close to Palm Springs, California witnessed the white disc and claimed it measured about 70 feet long. Conspiracy theorist Scott C. Waring, who is known for his outlandish claims, said on his blog, The UFO Sighting Daily, uh, that the so-called sight sighting happened near Area 51 might do be due to the proximity of the wind farms. What the heck? Did, what the heck does that even mean? And like, right on, Tiffany Lowe, the writer of this article. That's the perfect word to describe Scott C. Warning. He is outlandish. He is bizarre. He is outlandish. I am gobsmacked that you did that. Right on. Like, there's so many times where I take the first... I don't even know why he's in so many UK stories. Maybe he has a deal with them or something like that. But I just take his story... Like, I take his quotes out of stories and report sightings. That's what I do most of the time. So, holy mackerel. Um, in the clip... The flat white object is seen floating midair above the highway. It appears to be moving along the Mount San Jacinto towards the space where the windmills are. Warning made more bizarre claims. At, yes, they are. Everything he says is bizarre. Added more bizarre claims. UFOs do have a high interest in human technology, and wind farms are the newest energy uh, harvesting that makes them a clearer, cleaner planet. Uh, there's no way that UFOs would be like, oh, I've never seen a turbine before. Turbines have been around for decades. We have so many of them all over the place. It's not like they've never seen them before. It's not just like, it's, what a bizarre statement. There's no way that they'd be like, oh, I've never seen a turbine before. Let's look into this. The UFOs, they come from, if they are UFOs, from another time and space like this guy thinks they are. But it's just not. I'm just gobsmacked by this piece. What a great slam piece against the outlandish Scotty C. Warren. Nicely done. But yeah, you can't really see much in the video. I, I tried to load it. It didn't load properly. So it just looks like there's this white bird or drone military craft something. There's something there. And it's by the wind farms. What it is is you don't know. But it's not aliens. Like, it could be a drone, it could be a bird, or it could be, like, a military uh, craft. But there's nothing, really, that makes it stand out as a worrying piece of technology that we've never seen before. So it gives me hope that someone in the UK media finally said that, like, Scotty Warding is outlandish and called him out for his nonsensical conclusions. He is in so many papers it's hard to deal with it's hard to see him in there because he does say these uh, these crazy things and he is 
part of the problem. Because he does say all these things that people in the general public, they want to hear. They want to know that all the people in the UFO community are crazy. They want to hear that they have this, they see the, the, the alien faces in rocks and Mars and that there's crafts in the Antarctic that have glyphs on them, you know, and you can see the intelligent design of the crafts. These are all just made up paradelia um, answers that, that make it hard. You got to separate the good stories from the bad stories. And that's what we try to do here. We try to burn away the bad stories. We try to get all the wheat into the barrel, none of the shaft. But yeah, good stuff calling out Scott C. Warren. Keep it up. Moving on. Now, the express.co.uk has this story. UFO fleet seen over Walmart in California. Aliens want you to see. UFOs have supposedly been spotted hovering over a Walmart in Oakland, California, leading to theories of an alien invasion. Oh my god. Like, you see the type of nonsense he says. Employees at the supermarket were on a walk during their break when they spotted a series of objects in the sky. A video report to the UFO investigator network MUFON shows the white objects, of which there are around two dozens. And you look up and right away, like you hear them talking in this video, like look at them birds and their wings aren't flapping. It's not birds. Well, like it is birds. This is Oakland. It's right next to San Francisco and San Francisco is known for a lot of things, but they also have a lot of pelicans there too. And now you can see that they're flying in a really poor V pattern. Um, if they were aliens, why would they do such a poor V pattern? I don't know. But that makes me think that these are birds. They say that they're not flapping their wings. Well, if the birds were up that high, and if the birds were pelicans, they wouldn't be flapping their wings. Because pelicans soar. Pelicans soar, and they fly in a V, and they're silent. And we're going to quote this from a San Francisco bird website. Soaring and gliding gracefully over the water, pelicans are a familiar sight around San Francisco Bay, and the San Francisco Bay is right next to Oakland. Two types of pelicans, the California brown pelicans and the American white pelican, live here. They arrive and depart at different times of the year, but both are here now. So pelicans are migratory birds, which means they fly in formation, and they fly long distances, and they're flying in and out. And it is the migratory year for birds. They are flying south. They are making movements. They are getting in groups and flying every place. So it does look like it is a flock of seagulls or some other migratory bird. But yeah, if you are not seagulls, pelicans. So you see these pelicans and you see them fly and they just soar. They just soar like eagles. It's They're almost majestic if they weren't such a goofy looking bird. <laughs> But why would aliens be in such an awful formation? This is the this is the real question. Oh, we've got another story from the express.co.uk. So we're trying to weed out all like the face on Mars. Google has a picture of a cloak plane nonsense, and we're just trying to look for some of the some of the stories that looks like it is part of the phenomenon that we already know and trying to piece together what it could be. Alien hunters claim to spot shape-shifting UFO over Pennsylvania. Now, 
What the alien hunters and experts always say is very different from what the witnesses say. So, stunned resident of Reading, Pennsylvania, were shocked to spot a strange light floating in the sky. The object is not clear on first inspection, but looking closer at the amateur footage, one can see a strange bright dot moving erratically. And you can see the guy as he films the video. He says there's no stars. You can't see any stars on this black night. And he sees this one dot out in the distance. He goes, what is that? There's no other stars in the white light. Or there's no other stars that you can see with the camera. And he's telling you, like, I can see this thing. It doesn't look like it's very much on my phone. But I can see that's a diamond. And it's sort of changing its shape. So we have this is we're going to put it in the file of white light night sky and we have lots of these sightings now and we do know that these objects exist in the world we have documentation dating back as far as the bible back in the puritan days when people were writing stuff down how people would see these uh objects at night moving around could it have been a satellite of some sort like we don't have enough data unfortunately but we do know that these things do exist it is part of the phenomenon that we're all trying to get answers to what part it is we don't know but that is why we're doing this research that is why we're trying to find the good stories from the bad stories we have really great stories like the calvin incident where something definitely happened the government doesn't want us to know and when they when they do stuff like that they should like let us decide whether we should know or not. But by not telling us about events that happened, especially in the 90s, what could it have been? Was it an alien invasion? Well, we should know about alien invasions. But the government's so scared to tell us that there, there must be some reason why. Whether it's because there's legal ramifications for the people involved or what, I don't know. I often wonder if these they had this knowledge that these crafts were hurting people and making people sick or something like that and they didn't want to tell people and they're trying to wait for a time to pass since then but yeah but like my mind changes right the more i read the more i do research but we need to understand that our perception this world this phenomenon on earth that's existed before we came was going to exist after we left there are white lights in the sky there are still several objects in the sky we're going to move on from Pennsylvania to India. The International Business Times has this story. Did an alien just visit India? Police unfold mysteries surrounding humanoid shaped UFO. And you probably saw this already, but we will get right to it. Uh, you can see the pitch. You know what it is already. There's no tricking you. It's Iron Man. A creepy incident recently took place in Uttar Pradesh, India. And several people witnessed a strange identified flying object in the skies. As the humanoid-shaped object hovered in the skies in an eerie manner, several people started claiming that aliens have invaded the country. The strange flying object was spotted in Greater Nudas Dankar area, and it later landed in a canal near Bata Parsol village. Soon residents in the area gathered around the area to see the alien that visited Earth. The local police officials rushed to the spot and found the alleged alien was actually an Iron Man balloon. <laughs> 
It was a balloon filled with air that had gone up in the sky and later came down and got stuck in the brush bushes along the canal. A part of the balloon was touching the flowing water in the canal, which had led the balloon to shake a little. Unknown to the spectators, this made for an anxious watch. It was shaped like the Iron Man. Given its shape like the Iron Man, and given its color and design, this was an, an unusual sight. So some people even thought that it was an alien or something like that. <laughs> like, I think we all want to see Tony Stark as Iron Man again in the Marvel movies. I don't know if that's going to happen, but he sure has some weird roles lately. See, I get the idea that if I was a kid and I saw or I heard that an alien landed <laughs> from outer space and was in the river or a creek or something like that, I'd be poking with a stick throwing rocks at it. Let's find out what this thing is, you know? But people are afraid of it. They think that's going to uh, nuke the city or whatever. I mean, that's what, that is what Iron Man did. And he did do a lot of damage to foreign countries in the whole Marvel Universe. So I can see why people who aren't in America would be afraid of an Iron Man balloon. It is a terrifying idea that there's an Iron Man flying around. He might blow up your city. He's done it before. He'll do it again. He's Tony Stark Iron Man. All right. <laughs> Moving on. So the Cheshire Live at CO.UK and Leinchester Live are finally reporting about the Minister of Defense's publication of the declassified documents of their UFO reports from 1997 to 2009. And of course, it's been over a month. The story is still plinking through down the pegboard of news sites and news stories. Where it will end up, where it ends, no one knows, but... I mean, I guess it is all right that it is still in the news, but it, I think it's still still weird that it's still making its way through the news cycle. It should have been out already. It's like a it's like a non-news story, right? Of course, one of the big things in those reports were triangle crafts, and we do have a report of a triangle craft this week. Grimsby Live has this story: Man videos UFO with three lights floating in the sky above his house. Now a man has taken a video of what he believes is an un to be an unidentified flying object floating in the sky above his home. Lee says that he noticed three dots in the night sky in what appeared to be a spacecraft. Now how do you know it's a spacecraft? Jump to conclusions already. Now these crafts, these triangle crafts with the three white lights and usually a red light in the center have been seen all over the world. Uh, primarily, they saw like in Belgium and the UK. That's really where they were spotted the most. Uh, he spotted the UFO at 7 p.m. on Saturday, flying near his East Marsh home. I thought they would just fade out, but they sort of just shot off and then it was gone. He added, I saw another red orb after, so I video called my friend, only this one was more reddish in color. It's kind of weird that your video call your friend, I'd be. I would be taking pictures as much as I could. Now I know, I know how difficult it is to try to take pictures when you're out in the wild and you see something. I went for a hike and saw an owl and wanted to take a picture of that and it flew away. So I wasn't able to do that. I wouldn't have seen it if I wasn't watering my plants. Now that, that is, that is a new one. You're not taking your hounds out for a walk. You aren't going out for a smoke. You're watering your plants. 
times. <laughs> uh, 7 o'clock at night. And it's like pitch black. Well, I don't know why it gets really dark where he lives at that time. 7 o'clock. That seems like it's pretty early to be getting dark like that. But I don't know how far north he is. Uh, Lee's curious whether anyone else saw it in the Grisby or Cleethorpe's if they notice anything unusual in the night sky that Saturday night. So this is not the first time three lights in a triangular formation have been spotted over northeastern Lincolnshire. In September 2019, a similar phenomenon was photographed moving over Grimsby Town Centre early in the morning. Oh, wow. Uh, meanwhile, less than a month ago, there was a sighting of three orange lights near the roundabout of Bradley that appeared to be quite low and didn't seem to be moving or, if they were, they moved together. Oh, uh, there have been other strange going-ons in the skies more recently two bright lights spotted earlier this month. So there's been a lot of activity, actually. Really interesting. This nice article. No uh, one-line backhander at the end. No, there's lots of activity going on there. The video... Unfortunately, it's hard to really tell what's going on. There's really not much you can see in the video. It's moving around too much, but we do know that these triangular craft, they do exist. Um, but in this video, it's hard to tell. It could be special effects or something like that. I wish there's more actual video of the video. If you got, like, the issue is if you see a video of someone in a house taking a video of something outside of the house, and they have that window in front of them. You never know what type of special. It's easier to insert special effects there because it could just look like an artifact in the glass or whatever. So, but yeah, this could be special effects or it could be one of these triangular craft. I don't know. Uh, without other witnesses, multiple witnesses seeing the same thing, it's definitely very suspicious. You know, usually when we see these crafts in the sky, there is multiple witnesses recording it and they're putting it up on their social media. Moving on. Gloucester Live has this next story. Video shows burning UFO hurtling towards West Country from the sky. This footage shows a mysterious burning UFO-like object hurtling towards West Country. Rachel described what she saw as a flame burning in the sky and quickly recorded it to show others the video footage of the unusual incident. The mom of two, and they spelt mom M-U-M. So don't know what's going on uh thought it might be space junk burning up as it sped towards earth and her children speculated the sighting was an asteroid falling through the sky so all these things are very good possibilities it could be an asteroid falling from the heavens to the earth such sightings have not been uncommon over parts of somerset especially over the bristol channel with one apparently unidentified shiny object appearing in the sky over a cargo ship off the coast of Dunster. Sharing the video online, she says, anyone tell me what this is, been burning through the sky, getting massive now. So one of the commenters suggested that it could be a contrail, it could be a meteor falling from the sky. Uh, there's not enough things there to let us know what it is it's hard to tell but it is nice to let people tell their stories and show people what they're seeing in the world whether it's an asteroid or a meteor or just an airplane fly flying 
It's just good to get their people to tell their story and not have that one line backhander to prevent people from telling their story. So nicely done. But it, it doesn't look like it's anything too extraordinary. Now inside Wales Sports, and of course I know this is where you go for all your UFO event news, has this story. UFO philosophy, flying saucers, best close-up, is 100% proof, claims UFO hunter. What the hell? The alleged UFO is believed to have appeared on a mountaintop in Mexico where it was filmed through a telescope. The vague image was shared on YouTube by channel Ivan Hatred, and in any video, the UFO landed in a mountain of Mexico, except for the headline of when or where the mysterious object was depicted. All right, <laughs> there's, there's so many red flags with this story. So many red flags. We don't know where it was shot. We have no, like, the photo looks like someone took the ridge of a mountain and just sort of taped a ufo on it so it really doesn't look like anything like it appears what you're due to fake a ufo video in the 1950s or 60s it doesn't look like it's very sophisticated and how they're trying to do it it's one of the lamest video sightings that we've seen this week we're going to move on from that i guess that's why you don't get your ufo news from inside whales sport <laughs> jesus so the more we're hearing about this phenomenon documentary the more i wonder if maybe i should be going to check it out they just did an interview on mysterious universe or the director just did an interview on mysterious universe and it sounds like there's a lot of good uh, retellings of things that we've already know about the ufo conspiracy in america in the world so there might be good just to have that retelling again done in such a professional way um Open Mind TV has this story, how the U.S. intelligence community insider got the Senate's attention regarding UFOs. So, when they couldn't get credible data regarding UFOs in front of the security of defense, two intelligence insiders hatched a plan to get the world to pay attention and succeeded. So it sounds like that's a conspiracy theory. So it's a very lengthy article. There's like YouTube videos, but... The main thrust of the story, and it's from seeds that were kind of planted from the phenomenon, um, about how, you know, the, these events, these stories, these videos got out to the public from inside the government to uh, to the Stars Academy. So it's a great article. It was a lovely read. There's a lot of detail. It's really dense, but it's really good. you got to try to absorb it to sort of understand how these things got out and we need to sort of sit back and we do need to be critical of where information comes from because it's so easy to have fraudulent data nowadays it's so easy to forge things nowadays computers are so powerful they can do these things quite easily so we do need to be wary of who brings these things to us but we also when things look like they're true they look like they're true you know, like those Tic Tac videos, they look like they're actual videos of advanced flying aircraft. Now, whether that makes them alien, that's the whole other discussion. But we need to have the discussion. We need to have that discussion of whether these are aliens. And if there are aliens, what does that really mean? 
Does it, is it a big deal? Most people seem to have think or have thought that Harry Reid already confirmed that the aliens are here and they're on the planet, and most people just sort of do what they do every day. It doesn't really change their lives. It's not a big deal. So yeah, check it out. Open Minds TV is a great website for sort of keeping up with the community. That, the Black Vault, these are all the anomalous. I didn't realize the anomalous was going on since the early Art Bells days, so gotta keep on keeping on with that, that stuff. Those are all, I'm gonna set up links to those websites on the blog. The blog, which is interestingworldvideo.blogspot.com, so that easy, easy access to those sites. I think those sites should be checked out uh, more often than not. What we are now going to move on to <laughs> this, this awful part of the show. And it, it was talked about in the mainstream media, so we do need to talk about it. Not long. We're, we'll try to make this as fast as possible. Now, Miley Cyrus had an alien encounter. She got chased down by some sort of UFO. Uh, the story goes like this. The 27-year-old singer has insisted she once had an experience in which she and her friend were chased down by some sort of UFO, but had to admit they were both high at the time after buying weed wax from a guy in a van. <laughs> uh, Alright, next. Debbie... Lovato claims she has been contacted by aliens. Now, apparently, with the help of Dr. Stephen Greer and his CE5 team, the singer has been able to make contact with extraterrestrial beings. And she posted this in an Instagram post. It's uh, it's a weird video on Instagram because it looks like it's a video of a time-lapse video, but you can hear Dr. Stephen Greer telling people to look at a dot that's in the video. Now, the reason why it looks like it's a time-lapse video is because you can see the northern lights just streaking through the sky. So what that is, I don't even know. I, I can't even claim to know what it is, what the object is in the center of it. It could be anything. It could be CGI. It could be a space for an object. It could be anything, really. we There's not enough information to know what's going on out there. Dr. Stephen Greer, shrug, you know, but yeah, at least he got people talking about UFOs and having this um, consciousness to help the Earth. But the story goes on to say, over the past couple months, I've dug deep into the, con the science of consciousness and experience. Not only peace and serenity like I've never had before, uh, but I've ex I witnessed the most incredible profound sightings both in the sky as well as feet away from me. This planet is on a very negative path towards destruction, but we can change it together. If we were to get 1% of the population meditate and make contact, uh, we, would be our for we would force our governments to acknowledge the truth about extraterrestrials life among us and change our destructive habits and destroy the plants. Now, this isn't really anything new. This is exactly how people would talk when uh, Damsky was around with the Venusians and the people from Mars coming to Earth um, telling us that we're destroying our planet. We need to improve the environment. This is the message that they always, aliens have always given to contactees. Well, not always. Yeah, contactees. The contactee phenomenon was really when this message was strong, where you needed to have uh, a way to 
take apart the nuclear weapons to improve the environment and to uh, enjoy space love with everyone. Now, if they brought sex robots, like the guy on the Lex Freeman podcast <laughs> said they would have, I mean, maybe they would have been able to change more people's minds if they brought sex robots and said, hey, I'll let you have this sex robot, and <laughs> then you will be able to, <laughs> if you start improving the environment and and disarm all your nuclear devices, you get the sex robot. Maybe they should have used that as a technique to <laughs> get us to disarm, but it did not work. So again, like I said, we got some celebrities to talk about these uh, UFOs. Now, Showbiz has this story. Cole Kardashian recalls the time she saw a UFO. So, much like great scientists before her, Cole Kardashian, and I, I think that's written in satire, is a firm believer in aliens. Though she claimed on a 2015 Twitter post that she witnessed a UFO streak across the night sky, it turned out not to be the only time that she had seen a bizarre phenomenon with her own eyes. And uh, here's a picture of the 2015 video from Twitter, and it just looks like a flare. The reason why I say it looks like a flare is at the very end, you see this sort of um, you see this sort of smoky haze at the end, and that's something a flare would do. So. It reacts sort of like a flare. It's either a flare or some sort of CGI that the guy's working on, but I don't. It's hard to tell. There's. It's really weird, but it looks like a flare to me. Uh, the story goes on to say, I did see a UFO. It was years ago, and I was driving my Hummer. Uh, Kardashian began. We were driving, and I saw one. We were driving by Septelvia area in San Francisco Valley, and I told Malka. And she didn't look up fast enough, and I saw a UFO. Okay, well, he saw a UFO. Lots of people see UFOs. We know they exist. What they are, this is what we're doing. Now, if you're just going to talk about what you experienced, that's great. That's exactly what we need you to do. As a celebrity, your job is to tell people about your experience so other people feel comfortable about telling their experience. We don't need you to go out there into the community trying to find UFOs. And I'm sorry, we just don't. You're not an expert. You're not meant to do it. If UFOs wanted to come in contact with you, they would have come to come in contact with you. But that's not, that's not what you're there to do. You're there to ignite your fans' curiosity into the phenomenon to research it themselves and come to their own conclusions. That's why you're famous is to ignite and inspire your fans to be curious about things or whatever. I, th- I think that's why you would want to make your fans happy. To give them a, something to do. Now, someone, a celebrity who has found the right path, the right answers for this is Joe Wood. And she says she's a UFO spotter. Now, the 65-year-old model and television personality who was married to the Rolling Stones rock star... Ronnie Wood for 26 years until 2011 is convinced aliens exist after a strange encounter she once had while in holiday in South America and other odd experiences she had while flying on a plane when she spotted something strange out of her window. So if the evening is bright, she likes to go to her garden to see if she can see any life forms from other planets hovering over the earth. So Joe Wood has a UFO themed podcast called LA Nation with Joe Wood. 
I really believe they exist. Ever since Ronnie and I saw this strange object hovering over the ocean before the speeding off at supersonic speeds while we were on a holiday in Brazil. I'm obsessed. So I checked out her podcast because I'm excited to see another podcast about aliens. There is always good to uh, find out what other people are talking about them. And unfortunately, uh, the last podcast was March 23rd, and I guess she's taking a break. Uh, it sounds like she had a family member pass away due to COVID. I think it was her brother. The article is saying so. It's very unfortunate to see, very unfortunate to hear. I hope that she gets back at it because having she's doing it the right way where she's curious about it she saw it she's curious about it she wants to know what it is and hopefully it leads into the bigger idea that these things are connected the ufos the bigfoot sightings the fairy encounters of lore these legends of lore uh ghost sightings poltergeists they're all maybe they don't seem like they're all connected on the surface but the more you look into it the more you talk to actual witnesses about the encounters the more their similarities people don't just get a like a lot of people just don't get abducted by aliens there's lots of things that happened before that alien encounter lots of objects being moved around the house lots of missing time it's a big thing missing time is a huge thing so there's some perception things going on so there's lots of lots of things that could be happening but yeah that's why we're here we're here to try to find out what is going on now we know that the phenomenon exists we know that there are strange occurrences out there and whether it is being created by our perception of the world whether there's aerosols in the air by some micro microorganisms whether there's pressure changes that are affecting our eyes whether it's some sort of seizures that are happening in our brain whether it's some sort of natural phenomenon that is affecting us or whether it is aliens from another planet we need to keep our eyes uh, open to everything we can't narrow our vision for one sec until we have proof and proof and proof and proof and proof that these things exist we know where bears live because we see bears we know bears exist because we see bears we know where they exist we live we can find their poop you know we need to point out where bigfoot exists we need to point out where the aliens exist we need to point out where uh, what ufos are and whether they're government controlled craft from our countries or other nations we need to get over the fact that maybe we're not the number one nation in the world i mean i'm i'm from canada so we were never the, the number one nation in the world we've always had our struggles um but yeah we are here to try to find out what it is so thank you for listening it was a great show as a fast show so as we move along we're going to try to find out more of the lore of it i have some ideas to bring the, some of the lore of it to the channels we are looking at all the sort of new uh news cycle right now so we can see what's happening right now but we certainly need to know where we've been and to better understand what's going on now so i'm having some ideas like a book club maybe um but yeah that is it i want to thank you for joining us for this edition of the ufo roundup please get a hold of me if you thought i missed anything at spiritikitty at hotmail.com if you'd like to see the video version of this show along with the audio version if you're listening to one of the many places that we have audio versions just go to interestingworldvideo.blogspot.com 
and you can check it out there. At Spirit of Kenny, Twitter. I want to thank you for listening. It's been my honor. And believers, keep believing.